the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your Toronto Raptors. Now, here are your hosts, Connor Chambers and Adam Corsair. For the love of God, never, ever listen to me when it comes to predictions. Welcome to the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the stadium scene.tv network, and yeah, that's embarrassing. But not as embarrassing as the Raptors played this past week, and we're going to talk about it. Joining me to do so, as always, is the co-host, rocking a Jays hat, trying to make shit happen, Mr. Connor Chambers. What's up, man? Oh, oh. My turn this week. <laughs> My turn. There you go. Um, just pouring one out for the Raptors real quick. Holy shit. Yeah, man. So much for your 10-game win streak. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, that I, I, We'll break it down more, but like, that's no bueno. Yeah, what happened? You tell me. Isn't that what we're here for? I, I mean, I don't have... Clearly, I don't have any answers. <laughs> I don't neither know. Does, neither does Nick Nurse or the entire team. I mean, yeah, it, I clearly don't know anything, and... I, it's weird to see because, I mean, juxtapose this episode to the beginning to the last week's episode, and you'll see that our tone has dramatically changed, that we thought this team was potentially the third uh, third seed in the Eastern Conference. And not that that has wavered that much because slumps and lulls are a thing, but at the same time, you know, performances against Pelicans, performances against the Nets, and uh, I can't even put the Celtics in there because largely that wasn't a bad effort. But against New Orleans, Jesus Christ, bad. Zion is the guy. I don't like the the double pumps from Zion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he put thirty three on her head that I game. So I know. I know. What does that say about OG? It says he's he's getting shipped off to OKC <laughs> real fucking quick. I'm right. just kidding. I love OG. Oh yeah, we all do. All right. Um, look, we are our, we're gonna break this down. I I don't think it's all doom and gloom here. And as you have may have noticed, we are doing this uh, consecutively throughout the weeks. Um, well, the past two weeks rather. Next week we will be off, and we will return for our christmas special on the 20th that being said do you have any special christmas plans coming up what's going on you got no. parties or anything i'm i am my schedule is so twisted for coming up to christmas i i have a lot on the go like i have um tomorrow i have a i'm going out for friends uh, like a like a guy's dinner nice thursday it's a work party uh friday and sunday are game days slash game nights for our team for those that aren't aware um i work as the general manager of a call of duty team um in the call of duty league toronto ultra so we are playing games friday and sunday um on tuesday i fly out to raleigh north carolina and then we're host we're, we're in a tournament from tuesday to monday the 19th but on the Thursday night, I have to fly back home because my cousin is getting married on Friday. And I'm the MC for 150 people. Oh, you'll be fine. I think I'll be all right. What do you think? You'll be fine. 
Yeah, I think I'll be good. Uh, Saturday, I fly back out to Raleigh, and then I fly back home on Monday. So it's quite <sighs> the uh, it's, it's quite the week and a half. And then Tuesday, but, we're back at it here. That's correct. Tuesday, we're right back at it. And then, uh, what is sun, Sunday or Saturday is Christmas Eve? Sunday's Christmas Day? That's I might cool. be getting that wrong. No, but. you got it. Lovely. Yeah, so it's Monday quite off. a busy it's quite a busy week. Yeah. Um first of what all What about you? Uh oh jeez. You know, I look at my wife and I say you know, I don't even know if I put this on the air here, but September is the beginning of the blur. I like to call it the mm. blur. Mm. Um it's from my youngest daughter's birthday all the way to January second. It's just whoosh, goes right by. Uh, my youngest was born on the 23rd of September, so gearing up for that party, and then that's done, got to gear up for Halloween, okay, that's done, got to gear up for Thanksgiving, okay, that's done, and then weekend, 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 Christmas, the lull of, oh, I guess I guess I'm just going to eat all the leftovers and drink <laughs> yeah. all the alcohol all week and just become a fucking slob yep. all week, and then January 2nd, you're like, what happened? <laughs> And then you're like, holy shit, my bank account is ruined, oh, my yeah. body is ruined, and I have zero energy. My bank account, this is not, I'm not flexing my financial muscles here, but my bank account is never thrown out of whack, because I just, I don't put shit on a credit card, ever. Ever. Interesting. Ever. If I don't have it in my debit, I don't spend. I only, I put mine on my, I put everything on my credit card because of points, and because um, I know that I have the capability of paying everything off on it, yeah, yeah. So, so like I, I understand. I think we're I think we're both sort of coming from the same thing here, the same perspective, same place. But um, yeah, I always I always put mine on a, on a credit card just because of I, that. I do the buy now pay later's a lot. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, all yeah. the time like after pays i don't know if they do that in canada after yeah we pay. have that yeah, i did Kwanda. i did that with uh with this chair yeah. I, I did uh like four, it was like four payments yep uh, those those are clutch mm -hmm. do that and i always find myself paying it sooner always. oh sure i just yeah, i don't want that on my head um anyways uh we got christmas lights we gotta go see with the kids we got chinese food dinners my birthday dinner we're doing um we're gonna see disney on ice with the kids because that's a thing i don't fucking know dude my my life is just a it's blur not, it's not mine anymore <laughs> it's just, just not mine the moment the moment you had children you lost that yeah yeah whatever that's fine it's you see your life through them it's all good last time is it weird to drink during disney on ice like does that make me a bona fide creep no are you sure that just no that you're just enjoying it more like i feel like no, no no listen listen i feel like if you weren't doing that you would have to soberly watch like this on ice and i just feel like that's probably not the move i don't know like i feel that as a dad if there was a dude drinking behind my kids i'd be like oh man this guy's a creep no like, just pounding beers i mean yeah but are you are you sitting there pounding beers no but i'll probably get like an ultra tall boy okay just one so i just don't want do to they do creep. they sell do they sell them there oh yeah, yeah. okay so then there you go yeah. you think you think you're gonna be the only dad at disney on ice 
having a having an ultra tall boy. My only saving Zero. grace is I'm gonna go with my friend and his daughter. So if he's drinking, I'll be like, all right. Okay. What do you mean if he's drinking? You you have to tell him that that that's what's going down. That's true. That's true. I mean, if he's drinking, that's ridiculous. Well, he's I'm I'm five nine. He's six one. So do do I tell him? No, you can't. Yeah. See. <laughs> He's, he's he'll tell you though that's what i'm right? saying like I have to wait if for i'm telling you he's gonna tell you <laughs> and he's like you're younger than me but still no i have to wait for permission no, you have to 100%. i have to. That's, it. that's that's i don't make the rules no no the rules made me all right um as of today december 6th tuesday the raptors are eighth in the eastern conference with a 500 record of 12 and 12 we alluded to it that the past four games have not been pretty for the raptors um my prediction skills are terrible and uh don't ever listen to me don't pay attention to me i don't know what i'm talking about and i don't know what i'm doing but on that note the raptors seemingly haven't been knowing what they were doing with the exception of maybe handful of players um during that span those four games as a team the raptors shot 31 percent from deep 48 percent from the field which isn't awful but it could be better 72 percent from the line averaging 14 and a half turnovers per not ideal at risk of not overreacting is this something that you chalk up to being ah still sort of growing pains plus we're at the earlier part of the season we haven't even hit halfway just 24 games in no big deal they'll shake this off or is this something that you're like, fuck, man, like, this may be the cracks starting to form. Where do you fall on this? It's an interesting question because I think we're we're getting to the point now where we're past the quarterway point of the season. And this is where trends start to develop with, with certain teams. The... The Raptors, to me, like there's there's some trends that I that I like about this team. There's things that I that I enjoy. There's things that concern me, and I know we'll touch on a couple of those things throughout these this podcast. So I don't I don't want to bury the lead. Sure. But you have to look, and you have to go. Okay, Boston is just been a superior team milwaukee has always been a top tier team i'm I'm looking at the standings as i'm chatting here with you um cleveland is showing that they can be a good team as well they have the second highest point differential in the east is six and six point three um i like looking at point differential it kind of shows more of a true tale as opposed to records sometimes like you look at the indiana indiana pacers they're 13 11 they have a negative 0.9 point differential yeah, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Toronto all have higher, and they are lower than Indiana. So, um, just kind of goes to show you, you know, they're probably getting blown out in the games that they're losing, and then close wins. So, sure. Um, saying that, you know, these are still crucial games when teams are this close in the East, when teams are very talented, like Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland. I'll, I'll throw Atlanta in there for for talent. You got Philly. You got Miami. Uh, Chicago can be in the mix. Um, you know, Washington, maybe. I just don't really know that. Brooklyn is still a talented team. Like, that's like eight, nine teams I just listed. 
and they can all move up and down. You have to win the games that you're supposed to win in this league. Losing to the Pelicans was not ideal. Uh, you know, losing to the Nets, that one hurt, but understandable. And, and the Celtics, I just kind of knew that that was, that was just not going to happen. But it does concern me that the, that the Raptors just, you know, they, they looked, they did not look like the superior, like they didn't look like a team that could compete with Boston in a seven game series. Like that's, that's what's concerning to me. I think that there's still that level that, that is just visibly not there yet with this team. And not to say I expected that it's just really hard for, for me to, to witness. I wasn't that displeased with what I saw from the Raptors against the Celtics. Um, I thought that it was going to be... Uh, obviously, last week, I was very confident that they were going to win it. But after the previous three games, even coming off of a win against Orlando, I was thinking that this Celtics team looks unbeatable. And it would not surprise me if they just wiped the floor with the Raptors. And I don't think that's what happened. I didn't get that feel. Um, I did get the feel that the Celtics are a superior team and they have superior overall talent and they mesh better. But in terms of the fight that the Raptors had and at least they made an effort, it doesn't. It didn't look like a slaughtering unlike New Orleans and unlike Brooklyn. Like if, if I were to give you those four games and I said two of these games, the Raptors are going to get their ass kicked. I think you would have said Celtics would have been one of them. I think a lot of people would. But it was against New Orleans and the Nets. And I hear what you're saying about win the games that you're supposed to win. But New Orleans is, they are in second in the West. So they're not a pushover team. I know we kind of shit on the West in terms of the disparity there and how sort of top heavy it is. But I'm not saying the Raptors, of course, I think they should have won that game. But... You know, if you ignore the score and if you didn't watch the game and if I simply said the Raptors lost to the Pelicans, I don't know that a lot of people would have been like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. They should they should be destroying them. I, I don't right. get that vibe. Um, so while on when you look at it, three out of four games you lose, when you look at the teams that you lose to, it's not terrible and it's not something that I think is ultra telling, but... Two of those threes, the Raptors didn't even make it look close at all. No, no, they, they definitely didn't. I mean, the, the Celtics game, barring it was close. Um, but the Raptors are just, in, and, and this is another thing that's really telling to me, the Raptors at home are 9-3 and three and on the road they're 3-9. and nine. Yeah. Right? That's not ideal. <laughs> like You always want to be about a 500 team on the road and you get your wins at home. That's typically the golden rule of, of of a really good team is to try to be 500 or better on the road, and then you and then you get your wins at home because that's how you make up your difference. Being three and nine on the road is puts us at par on road records with the Charlotte Hornets, uh, who who are also a three and nine. Miami and the only teams Miami is also three and nine, which is really interesting. Um, the only two teams worse than us in the East are Detroit and Orlando mm. in terms of away records. That's not good company. Um, 
you know, the Raptors take care of business at home. They're nine and three, and that's great. But being three and nine on the road, one and five in your division is is not ideal. So they got to learn to win on the road. Otherwise, they're just they're they're never going to win in the playoffs because the chances of them being a top four seed in the East, you know, it's it it, it can happen. And they can go on a win streak and whatever, but it's it's going to be very hard because Boston and Milwaukee have those top two seeds locked up. So you're you're fighting for three and four. And don't forget, we were discussing their ceiling last week at the three. I think that is their ceiling. Yes, yes. I think their floor might be. Like I, I don't want to go on a recency bias here because of how bad they performed, but I would still say their floor is around seven or eight. I think their floor is eight. Okay. I think they'll finish in between then. Wouldn't be surprised if they if they have something similar to last year. You know, sure. at this time last year, they were 11 and 13 mm-hmm. on December the 5th. Um, I forgot to put that in my notes, but they were 11 and 13. <laughs> so right around the same record. Yep. And they still made playoffs. They finished if I, six, right? Um, yes. So... You know, around five or six, maybe four. Probably more like five or six. And that's and that's fine, but you're still starting on the road in the first round. Right, right. And theoretically, a team like I, I don't think Indiana is going to stay where they are. So you're, you're looking no. at like Cleveland, Atlanta, Philly again, teams like uh-huh. that. Once once Benedict Matherin hits a bit of a wall, that the Indiana Pacers team is going to slow down. Tyrese Halliburton has been really good for them, and. Um, Miles Turner, who's probably just looking to get the fuck out of Indiana, is is playing pretty well. So I mean, Future yeah, uh, it's yeah, no kidding. He's literally banging teams to trade for him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think they'll drop and like 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 we said last pod, they they'll drop and the rest of the teams move up. But you know, three and nine away, if you, if you don't have a five hundred record on the road, and you don't have home court advantage in the playoffs, you're probably fucked. Hmm. so they need to clean that up before I can have confidence in them even winning a round because if they're not going to have home court advantage and, and they're dog shit on the road then I just don't have the confidence for them to win a series in the playoffs yeah Pacers just beat Golden State too so. <laughs> I mean. yeah well I mean Golden State <laughs> yeah. they're 10th yeah, in the West yeah. right now you know who's not that's no, who's not, Adam? The Suns. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. That's where you're going yeah, no, with that. They're, 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 they're a good squad. All right. Ah, a great squad. <laughs> let's move forward here. Uh, let's talk about someone that has been playing well. We sort of, um, you know, polished him up last week, waxed poetically about him, and so let's continue the, the fanfare. Pascal Siakam has been such a bright spot. Um, him and OG, but Siakam, given the fact that he's returned and he's gotten his legs underneath him, and when we spoke, it was a two-game sample size? Four-game sample size? Uh, One. One. Okay, even better. Uh, Now that we have five games, then, under his belt, um, and doesn't seem to be slowing down, and doesn't seem to have any sort of minutes restriction on him, uh, he just looks classic Pascal. Um, over the course of the four games, he's averaged 25.5 points, 
one and a half steals, 7.3, we'll call it seven boards, six assists around there, shooting 81% from the free throw line. I, I enjoy that. Um, 42% from deep, 51.5% from the field at around 34 minutes a game. My favorite part about what I just said is around 34 minutes a game. I do not want that creeping up to 38, given the fact that we're saying they're probably going to be on the playoffs in the road. Um, his presence is palpable. It is making this team better. It definitely has defensive uh, schemes focus more on him, which opens up for players like Gary Trent, who's had a nice little run. Uh, OG Ananobi, who's holding his own. Thad Young is sort of producing a little bit better than I anticipated him to. Um, he's there. Um, it, it just makes the team a little bit more cohesive. But the problem is, is like we've been saying, they just lost three out of four games. So is it enough? We talked about how we're not confident, or I wouldn't say we're not confident, but we wouldn't label him as a 1A bonafide, phenomenal superstar in the league quite yet. And given the limitations that the team have, cough, cough on the bench, I don't know that his performance, as good as it has been, is enough to excel them over this hump. What say ye? I think he's doing exactly what he needs to do. The fact that it's not enough is not on him. Right? And I'm not saying that's True. what you're saying. Right. But the fact that we're sitting here saying it's, it's not enough is more of a testament to the fact of the cough, cough bench, cough, cough depth, you know, that we're, that we're discussing. We did say going into this year that bench scoring would be challenging with this team. We've seen it all year. Uh, you know, Benedict Mathurin was outscoring our bench for a solid period of time. That's that's terrible. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. like that literally, that literally cannot happen. Um, when you're when you're sitting there and you're looking at it, Pascal, you you labeled off some amazing stats from someone who was off on injury for quite a bit. Um, the it would be higher if he was playing more minutes, but. I do like, I'm with you, I like where he's sitting at right now. Thirty Around 34 minutes, I think, is good for someone that's that needs to have the run in him, but doesn't need to be run down. Hmm. So, I'll take that, right? The problem here doesn't lie with Pascal. It lies with other people around him right now that are struggling. But with Pascal, he's done everything that I, I could ask for. So, uh, I, I can't be I can't be upset with with Pascal. Uh, not saying that that you are or, or that anyone else is, but he's doing all he needs to do. I think it's time for others to step up. Yeah, I agree. I think that given the fact that this team doesn't have uh, a lot else really, and again with the exception of players like um, OG Ananobi, uh, Gary Trent, as we said, I, I don't really put Thad Young in that category if I'm being honest, but, <laughs> um, he has been a good piece to help them at the very least. Um, I just look at it and I, it's a shame. It really is. And, you know, it makes me wonder about, all right, if this team is going to be middle of the pack, or just slightly above middle of the pack. Um, 
is a move on the horizon at the trade deadline. And I, I know the knee-jerk reaction is, well, yeah, they could get, do another like Thad Young type of move. But I don't know that Masai and Bobby are going to be motivated to do that if, if, if a Shea is really on the table. Um, they might want to hold on to those picks. Um, and they're going to be pretty precious cargo. Um in order to get someone that can move the needle. Um, and we all know how much Presti loves those picks. So um, I don't know. I, I think given this, I, I think this team and the lack of depth, this is going to be something we're going to have to deal with throughout the course of the year. And it, I'm just worried it's going to not pay a toll on Siakam, but it might overexert him a little bit. And I don't know that this is the season to do that. I I also agree, but then that's a that's a Nick Nurse point, right? Like that's that's something that we need to be focusing on the coaching staff for. If he's playing thirty four thirty five minutes a game, and then something happens to him, then that's just basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. At, at that point, it's like there's nothing you can do. You're not running him out there for 40 minutes a night and then you go oh shit why do you blow a knee why is he tired why is he why is he fatigued why is he whatever why are his shots all always short all the time because you're running into the ground but that's not what we're doing right um like like even like even guys like scotty barnes over the last three games like i just, I just pulled up and you know against brooklyn orlando and boston he's averaging just over 18 points a game 10 rebounds um shooting 61 percent from the from the field uh his free throw numbers are kind of trash but that's fine uh no it's not <laughs> almost 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 a block and a steal per game like that's it's yeah. it, it, he's guys like that are, are stepping up og's been stepping up so that needs to continue the results will come but again this is not the year to to make a move you're going to have another year of scotty barnes developing uh, you're going to have another year of Pascal learning to be the guy, or if you bring another impact player like Shea, learning still how to be that that one B or one A on a night where the one A is not on it, because that's what he did with Kawhi, and I right. think he's comfortable doing that, right? Like, I'm not saying Shea is Kawhi because they're not the same player, but he knows how to play with another player that is that will have attention. To him and i think that only elevates pascal's game mm -hmm. if you're the raptors you have to sit there and look at all the things that even we just mentioned that they can't they seemingly can't win on the road um teams like boston my milwaukee just seem to be a level better unless they had traded for kevin durant there's no reason to keep pushing chips in this season so play for it next year sway and get shea gilgis and and go from there. I I, th I think I think that's that has to be the move because that's the guy that you really want to target if you're Toronto. And I think that's who they're targeting. I wouldn't be I would I would not be surprised if if we're talking about him in a Raptors uniform in June. Yeah, I I don't disagree. And again, the reason why we're bringing this up is because of the lack of depth and bench options, and you know the knee jerk reactions that will just acquire them. But I don't know that this is the season to do that. And I think this is going to be something we're going to have to deal with. You see it with Nurse. Nurse has been very reluctant to trust other guys. Um, I think against 
Malachi, free Malachi. I mean, they did for a little bit. He did. They but did. I think it was against got- Orlando that Coloco started? Or was it against Brooklyn? Um, he started against Brooklyn okay. with 22 minutes. Uh, he also started against Orlando, played 18 minutes. Okay. So he and to a certain degree, well, Thad Young's getting a good chunk of minutes too. He's one of the first off the bench. But, you know, without a Chua here, your options are limited there. So, you know, Coloco is proving to be valuable. But Banton. You know, we it was only two podcasts ago that we were talking about Banton and his performance and saying, like, is this legit? Is this someone that we can rely on an, uh, as, a, as a solid bench piece? And it looks like to, it was just smoke and mirrors because either either he is reliable and we don't know, or Nick Nurse knows more than us, and we're just left in the wind saying, okay, he's not going to get that much playing time. There's really no options. You know... It, is 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 Cruz hurt? Bo Cruz? Yeah. Uh Bo Cruz played against Brooklyn and Bo Cruz did played against injured? Orlando. Uh did he get injured? I, I he did not play. Nope. He did not play. Yeah, I think he's hurt. Yeah, he wasn't even in the he wasn't even in the um uh roster here that i'm looking at against boston so i think he did get hurt because he only played five minutes against orlando yeah so uh, i think he got hurt out bo cruz precious and otto porter Uh, remember him (laughs) (laughs) when's t coming back man because that is that's what uh, at the beginning of the season we were talking about the bench depth and i was like otto porter is such a key signing for this team because if he stays healthy that's one offensive weapon off the bench that could really benefit this team. And, uh, yeah. Where is he? Old man stuff. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Right? He's, he's doing old man stuff. The The lack of depth is killing this team. And if that persists, if this, these injuries, I, I don't necessarily regard the Hernan Gomez injury to be a long-term thing, but... If he's out for a decent amount of ch- time, we still don't have an adequate timeline on a Chua. Like, these are pieces that could theoretically make a difference for this team and mitigate some of the, the minutes played for the starters and mitigate their fatigue and whatnot. I don't know. I, I just don't think this is the season to go out and sure up some depth, trade a second-round pick to sure up some depth in order to finish sixth in the playoff position and get booted in the first round. I think you're better off holding on to those pieces and getting a legit bonafide superstar like Shea in the offseason and using that stuff as collateral in order to do so. Do you think that the Raptors sign and trade Gary Trent Jr. for as being included in a Shea Gilgis-Alexander deal? I mean, do I think that happens? No, I'm. It's it's a possibility. It I just I just don't know. I just don't know if Shea would would want to go to OKC. You mean Gary? Sorry, pardon me. That's that's, what, that's yeah, exactly what I meant. That's, that's part of saying. a Shea deal. Given the fact that he can, it's different when it came to Lowry because Lowry said, "This is where I want to go," and yeah, Masai organized a sign and trade. 
Whereas with Garrett, I don't know that he'd want yeah. to go to OKC. I think he'd rather explore the market. Uh huh. I agree too. I'm just wondering if it's like one of the only teams that's like, yeah, we'll, we're willing to do that amount of money, and uh, he's throw him in the sign trade so we can start matching some salaries and, and boom, boom, boom. Right? I don't know. It's it's gonna take the main piece I'm anticipating to be part of that is one of Fred or OG. Mm. And having Fred on this team, all we're going to get into him too, but having Fred on this team with the Shea kind of seems redundant. Mm. Yes, like, it does. It It's kind of a cold-blooded DeMar move. Thank you for your services. Good day, sir. Now leave. Are you suggesting on this podcast that Freddie is out the door in a Thunder uniform? If it means Shay, is anybody listening here saying, no, please don't do that? Because if you are, I'm sorry, no, that you would do that. Fred, Fred gets moved for Shay. Yeah, part of part of the package, yes, but he's the main ship and picks. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the main mm-hmm. body. That goes Malachi out. Flynn pushes that over the limit. Oh, God, like, no. it's, it tips the scales in we the Raptors' favor. We hold on to at all costs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, they, they say to Malachi, hey, can you go to that summer league again and put out a performance and then we'll train? <laughs> yeah, what was what was he? Where, he wasn't the Drew League. What league? He was in some whack league. He was playing And it was, players. oh, the crossover league. Yeah. That's what it was. The crossover league. He dropped like 100 million points. Yeah, he's playing against phys ed teachers. <laughs> yeah, these guys are literal plumbers. Yeah. You were saying. It's, unbel- it's, it's, the, pe- it's the people that MJ played against. Mm. Like, same, exact same type of people. Exact. Exact. Those blue-collared, <laughs> lovely honest, people. Honest, honest, hard workers. They really are. I yeah. work with them, so I can't hate. Um, Provide for their family. Yes, I do think, if given the opportunity, that Fred Van Vliet would be the uh, a main piece in that because the redundancy would be kind of obvious to me um and fuck it let's just get into it let's talk about it i i don't like beating around the bush when it comes to people struggling and fred van vliet has not looked good um at least during these past four games has not looked good um again one of the main pieces of the squad especially in the starting lineup um not doing well during those four games that we're discussing last week he's shooting just 18 percent from three 25 and a half from the field 2.3 turnovers 8.3 points per game it's bad slumps happen but this is bad especially from someone that's supposed to be one of your sharpshooters it's bad question is you really don't have a choice but to ride it out. You have to ride it out because the options on the bench are not something that you would want to put instead of Fred Van Vliet. Free Malachi Flynn. No. Do you consider this something that will just, it's just a slump, shake it off? I don't recall seeing Fred perform this poorly. I do. I recall it. Do you recall when the Raptors won a title? Okay, I'm saying as... A main piece of this team like post lowry so ever since the fair the the tampa fred I mean, fred that. always fred always seems to get into slumps 
Like, there's, like, he usually, once in a year, you can count on him for, like, a five-game period where he just doesn't shoot well. This feels a little bit different, though. Like, this, this is bad. Like, he can't, I don't know if he needs to go pump out another kid. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Pump it out. I don't know what's going on going on <laughs> up, up and out let's go let's get another one let's get let's get another freddie freddie jr going yeah but this is this is no bueno like he's not he's not even getting to the line like he didn't get to the line against the pelicans he was one of two from the line against brooklyn two of three from the line against orlando one of one from the line against boston when you're shooting oh seven from three one of seven from three three of eight from three one of six from three that literally just tells me that you're that you're not like three of fourteen from the field, four of eleven, four of fourteen. He's not getting to the basket. He's settling for these like contested mid range shots, three pointers that that just aren't falling. He has no confidence, and this has to be taking a toll on him. Like uh, mentally, it, it would take a toll on me. But I think someone, I, th- I think that this is an opportunity for Nick Nurse. Right, this is an opportunity for him to create something for Fred to get him some easy baskets to get him back. Because without Fred, they're in big trouble. Oh, yeah. And if a few easy baskets go down his way, this is this is a player that can really thrive off confidence. Same thing with Pascal. If a few buckets start going down his way, and he sees you know the ball fall down through the basket, not air ball. But you know, a nice little swish. Then he's probably going to have more confidence to to hit different shots and 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 be that slippery Fred VanVleet that we know and love. But as of right now, that's just not there. So I, I think it's on Nick Nurse to draw him up something to to get him involved. And I think the next game that the Raptors play, when they play against the LA Lakers, I think it's an opportunity to get Fred VanVleet really involved early. Because that would set the tone for him early that we want, we need you to be a good piece for our team. And that's just part of good coaching, but this is going to really fall down on Nick Nurse to write the ship. Yeah, I, I think, you know, again, I don't like to pick on it, but given the fact that he just played these four games against teams that were rather long, um, with the exception of Orlando, which they won besides... Uh, Fuck is his name? He's got the same name twice. What's his name? Guy. What? Wait. God. What? What's his name? Oh, Bull Bull. Bull. There we go. Yes. Oh, I was like, I was like, wait, who are you talking about? I, I thought you were talking about someone on the Raptors for a second. I was no, like, no, 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 no. Twice, no, no. Yeah, Bull Bull. Yeah. I'm saying that it, seemingly he's been playing against the long teams, with the exception of Orlando. Yeah, except I got they it. have Bull Bull on the except team. Except Bull Bull. Yeah. Um, he just he hasn't looked right. Look, the Pelicans two points, Brooklyn ten points, Orlando thirteen points. That's his highest outing of the four. Boston eight points. Like this is not zero for seven from deep against New Orleans. One for seven against Brooklyn. Three for eight against Orlando. One for six against Boston. Uh, something's up. Something something is. I, I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if it's he's fatigued. You know, I give him the benefit of the doubt because 
you know, it's Fred Van Vliet, but it's not like, well, I mean, one of them was a back-to-back, but it's not again, it's not like after the Orlando game, which was a get-right game, he was a plus 20 in it, he, he still had a day of rest. Something's up. And you're right, if he's not on, the Raptors are in trouble. Um, because the only other person from three that I'm confident in shooting, besides, of course, Malachi Flynn, is uh, OG at, right now. It's like OG can't do anything wrong right now. Um, I just have my concerns. Um, I hope he can just get out of it. That's, that's the only thing we can really go on. Because, again, the options are not good. <laughs> what, are we going to have Banton start? <laughs> what? Of course. No. He is the godsend. He's going to drop another 20 bomb. You say against a team like the Lakers that it's a good bounce back game for him. I hope so, because you figured the Orlando game was that game. You would. You would figure that. But that was also game three of this four-game stretch. He had two games where he had been struggling. You know, there's probably not as much of an emphasis from anybody else to to look at Fred and say, okay, we need to fix this. You probably just trust your veteran in that moment to figure out a shooting touch. And now that it's been four games, I think I think that's why I'm leaning more on Nick Nurse here because I think once you get to like that four or five game mark and you start seeing similar patterns in terms of the offensive inconsistency you you have to be the one to really look to pick that up as a coach hmm. to draw something up for him um, to get him involved like get like get 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 Fred Van Vliet involved the end please um, if it's not working early then pull the plug but uh because obviously you don't want to bury yourself in a hole because you're like, I need to get Fred Van Vliet involved, but just try to get it done early because if that can start rolling, you're going to find success. If Fred Van Vliet is rolling in these four games, the Raptors win at least three of them. Right. Right? Yeah. They probably beat Brooklyn, uh, sorry, um, uh, Boston, and then they could probably end up beating Brooklyn as well. Like the, the Pelicans game was maybe a little bit too far gone, but... You know, there's opportunity there, and and it's just because the ball is not falling on one of the guys that you expected to drop with. So, before we get into uh, around the league landscape kind of talk, aka Kingstock, um, <laughs> what do you make of this rumor that the Heat are interested in hearing offers about Lowry? We're talking I don't about believe death. it. Oh, you don't believe it. I don't believe it. Okay. All right. I, I just I, I don't I don't see why like this is this is a team. Yes, granted, I understand they're eleven and thirteen. Um, maybe they're looking to, to change things up. But Lowry's been one of the like he's he's just always such a criminally underrated player, and he's still been that guy for Miami. I don't think Jimmy Butler would like that very much. So unless Jimmy's the one saying get this guy out of here, which I don't think he is. Hmm then I don't believe it because Kyle Lowry's been performing actually quite well for them. He's been doing what is expected from him. Granted, is is he overpaid? Yes, because you paid him in free agency. But he's been he's been a good player for this team. So maybe they're looking to move Lowry to get something back that they feel is a bigger need for them, but I just I just don't see it. Like Lowry's such a good guy to have in the playoffs that Yes. Um, Miami will Miami will make it to the playoffs, and you need to have guys like that on your team in the playoffs. I just don't think that 
that this is really the right move for them. And and I would I think that you know Pat Riley and Eric Spolster are a little bit smarter than that to just pull the trigger on on a Lowry deal. I don't disagree that he's valuable in the playoffs if he plays. Mm-hmm. I mean that was an issue last year. Sure. Um, but I. This is all to say that you know we all joke in the group chat. You know, come home. I don't know that this is the type of situation that I'd want to force a, a Lowry return trade because again. Oh yeah, I don't think I don't. I wouldn't either. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, let's take a look around the league here. And uh, Celtics, as we've been saying, look absolutely unbeatable. They're, I don't understand how they don't make it to the finals. Especially, I, I talk to a lot of Celtics fans here in New England, and I say, you guys just need that piece at the deadline. And they say, we don't need anybody. I say, I know, but you need to make a preventative ad so no one else can get that person. <laughs> Or for injuries, you know? yeah, or for in- right, right. So it's um, better. It's always better to have depth, especially if it only costs you like a second or something. If it costs you what it costs you them to get Brogdon, then pull the trigger. Um, oh yeah, Pelicans are on a four-game winning streak. Lakers are coming back to life. I guess um, Anthony Davis is just ridiculous um it's my guy spurs are on 11 game losing streak and uh oh hi the kings are on a three game winning streak beating the pacers the clippers and the Bulls since our last conversation. And they have a matchup tomorrow against the Bucks. Gonna smoke their fucking ass. <laughs> They're for real? You are so delusional. <laughs> you are so <laughs> delusional. They beat the Clippers 123 to 96, Connor. The, on the Clippers road. are trash. The Clippers, the Clippers are trash. The on Clippers the are road. trash. The Clippers are trash. They beat the Pacers. The Clippers are the Clippers. The Clippers are fraudulent. Okay. It, yeah. Pacers are fraudulent. The, yes. They beat the Bulls. Fraudulent. Oh, the Bulls just stink. They're nine and fourteen. Okay. If they if they beat the Bucks, if they beat the Bucks, you're on board. <laughs> I'm not on board. I'll never be on board. You're but, on board. but You're I'll start. Creatures. I'll start giving them. I'll. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start paying a bit more attention to them. How about that? But until then, the Lakers are on the up and up. That's all that matters. The entire Kings roster is better than Ben Simmons. Hundred <laughs> percent, without a doubt. Ben Simmons is the most phony prima donna. Bait ass, bitch. <laughs> this guy, I don't, I don't understand. I don't he's understand. He's got an ouchie. How? Yeah, he's got an ouchie. He's out for five games. I don't understand why people keep giving this guy. You know what it is? Like Tell people me. giving this guy chance after chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. If he was not drafted, if he was a second round pick, if he was a late first round pick, he would not be getting the same opportunities 
that he is being a number one overall draft pick. Yeah. That's the way it is. And we see the same thing across sports. We've seen it with Baker Mayfield. This guy's with the Rams now. Chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. The guy's dog shit. Ben Simmons is so bad. What are we doing? Like, he's a shell of his former self. You're reading it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Lakers' Anthony Davis is out for remainder of the game versus Cavaliers due to flu-like symptoms. That's okay. That's not an injury. That's okay. That sounds like COVID. Yeah, whatever. So, a couple days, he'll be right. That sounds like an infection to the to the to the boys. You know what I mean? Oh, like so that's, that's not what I'm Raptors. here for. I'm not. I'm not here for a Lakers outbreak. Okay, but that's good for you the know? Raptors tomorrow. It's good for whatever. Um, anyway, what I'm is sorry. what is ben Simmons sleeping game on? Yes, Ben Simmons might legitimately be. And 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 I keep. I, I'm going to keep saying this. This is my hot take. Always. Ben Simmons might be the worst, most bust number one overall pick for expectation and what was truly expected from him. Nobody expected Anthony Bennett to really be anything, and he wasn't. So, yes, was he was he the biggest bust of a number one overall draft pick? Yes, he was because Anthony Bennett of Anthony Bennett. Okay, but. In terms of expectation, in terms of all the hype, in terms of everything that was put into a player, Ben Simmons might be the biggest bust of a number one overall draft pick. Because you can look at you can look at Greg Oden mm-hmm. and you can say, well, you know, he was he was hurt, physically hurt, and that limited him. Anthony Bennett never had those expectations. Uh, Markel Fultz is, is kind of in and around there as well. But there was expectations with Fultz. There was there was big there was big expectations with Fultz. There you go, one hundred percent. But I still believe that. But like Markel Fultz is still uh, Markel Fultz today is a better player than than Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I, I watched him play that Raptors they're, game. They're both, I, they both reek. They both reek. Yeah, I wasn't impressed. And that's why you don't draft players number one overall that don't take your team to um, March Madness. Yeah. Right? That's sure. why you don't That's why you do not do it. You don't draft them number one overall because they can't lead your, your fucking team to a tournament that they should be able to lead you to if they're the number one overall draft pick. Mm. Mm. Anyways, I digress. That Fultz draft, didn't they trade up to get him and the Celtics took Tatum? That's correct. Yeah. Mm. That's a tough one, isn't it? That's hard to swallow. Trust Um, the process. You know, we just talked about the Lakers and Davis. He's got flu-like symptoms, whatever. But is this a reawakening for the Lakers? As long as Anthony Davis keeps performing at this level, they will start creeping up back to 500. Um, Out of his mind right now. 
he's playing out of his mind. The rest of the team, barring LeBron, is legitimately dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I can I can admit that because I also said that I thought the Lakers would be better than what they were because I did expect a rebound from Anthony Davis. Um, I do think that they have a move up their sleeve. It's just really hard because they emptied the the cabinet of draft picks to get Anthony Davis. So this becomes a bit more challenging. And the Lakers are not going to tank because the Pelicans have the Lakers pick. Yep. yep. In in a draft class that's quite talented with Victor Wembanyama and Scooter Henderson, mm-hmm. the Lakers don't want to be known as a team that went up to the number one or number two overall pick and gave the Pelicans either Victor Wembenyama or Scooter Henderson, which are arguably two franchise players. So they have, they're, they're going to push in. They have stuff to play for. LeBron's window is closing. Anthony Davis is their only real valuable piece in terms of what they could maybe look to do a, a, like a re, rebuild around if that's what they wanted to do. But I think Westbrook's going to get, I don't know, West, maybe Westbrook gets moved. I don't know. but He's been okay the past couple he's, of games. He's been all right, to be fair. He's, he's brought it back. But they got to they gotta make a move. And I just don't know what it's going to be because they don't really have the assets to pull anything off. So yeah. uh, we'll see what it is. All right. That being said, let's move on to the two-sweet moment of the week. It's time for the two sweet moment of the week here on the South of the Six podcast. All right, both of our two sweet moments of the week are from the Celtics game last night. Like I said, it wasn't a terrible performance. Actually, looking at this this game, those are my favorite Raptors jerseys this season. And I have to say, side note, I don't like really any of them. (laughs) I don't like their new jerseys. I don't like the Chevron. I'd, I'd rather it be more Raptor-centric and more basketball-centric than the Chevron, but the Black Jordan jerseys of the 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 grouping is my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty clean. Like I'm, I'm just looking at them right now. Uh, I like I like the black look. Yeah. I, I wish there was a bit more red in there, but I do like the black look. The city jerseys leave a lot to be desired just toronto and gold our our original city jerseys were so fire so good. like the first like the first ones that we ever did with when with the first like ovo branding mm-hmm. city jerseys were so clean um i think that just gave us a false standard of like what they would always be oh well why don't you take your first moment yeah uh we talked about him earlier uh og and obi he's been quite an impressive player for the Toronto Raptors all throughout the season, holding it down when we've had a lot of injuries. Uh, they call him the pickpocket master for for quite a reason, right? That's what he does best. They do. And I have the audio. Pickpockets, goes down the court. Nice little slam. Let's bring it up. Out to Cornette, five of the shot clock. Great read by OG, a second steal. OG, oh my. Hello. They- Gotta love Jack. Jack is the man. He is. Hello! You gotta love Jack. Um, Good moment. Uh, My too sweet moment of the week is from the same game. Pascal Siakam just casually dribbling up the court. Finds an open lane. Wastes no time 
Zero fucks given. Goes in for the slam. Too fucking sweet. Both of them. 13 times already in 24 games. Flying in, soaring in with the throwdown. Gotta love it. Siakam, as we've been mentioning, his confidence is... It hasn't gone anywhere, despite the injury that he suffered earlier. In the season, um, return to form, looks great. Too sweet. And pains me that they didn't win this game against the Celtics, but at least they kept it somewhat close. And we got two Every moments. Celtics loss will pain you. Yeah. Yeah. Every Celtics loss will pain you. That's the way it goes. Especially reminiscing about the bubble yeah not good all right let's talk about the the predictions that we got wrong <laughs> last week we predicted a win against new orleans they lost we predicted a win against brooklyn they lost we predicted a win against orlando they won i predicted a win against boston you said a loss so one and a half <laughs> one and a half out of four. One and a half. we got all right, I'll take the half. Coming up, yeah. we get... Well, I tried, I, tried, I tried telling you. I also I also did think that we would lose against Brooklyn, and I changed my mind. You persuaded me. <laughs> I would have been three or four, but I got persuaded. Facts. Um, we got seven <laughs> games coming up. Again, we're not recording again until the 20th of December, so we got some time and some games in our docket. First... Tomorrow, the 7th, against the Lakers, I have this penciled in as a loss. However, if Anthony Davis is not good to go, my confidence is a little bit boosted now that we found out that he left with flu-like symptoms. Those are things that aren't typically subsided in a day. It could be a stomach flu, so it could be resolved in a day. I don't know. I'm going to play it safe. Call it a loss. What about you? Uh, I will say W. Okay. Uh, I think that the Raptors historically over the last few years have played really well against the Lakers. True. And yes, the, the teams have changed, but not too, too much has changed. Uh, I think, I think Pascal Siakam is going to be in really good form, especially if, if Anthony Davis is still there. I think that Pascal can be really destructive. I think Christian Coloco is going to be really key in this match to, uh, if Anthony Davis is healthy and playing. So look for those guys to make some big impact. And OG, mm. right? I'm curious. If OG has to, if, if if Anthony Davis isn't there, he's going to be guarding LeBron. Maybe if Anthony Davis is there, he might switch off between both of them and, and start guarding both. I think OG's, OG, Coloco, and Siakam are the three guys that I'm really looking forward to in this matchup to make key impacts. I think the Raptors walk out of there with a W. And it's at home. Yep. So um, give me the win. The next two at Orlando, another one of those, just like in the beginning of the year with Miami and Philly. They're going to Orlando for both of these, Friday the 9th, Sunday the 11th. These two games have got to be get-right games for Fred VanVleet. I'm calling both dubs. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go dubs and dubs on both. Uh, I, I think that, again, you have to win the games you're supposed to win. (laughs) <laughs> you have to beat Orlando. I'm sorry. Like you, you can't you can't walk out of there one and two. If you're a team that has serious playoff and contending aspirations, which you know I'm I'm not I'm not saying that they'll be 
they'll be in the NBA finals, but contending to be in the semis and whatever. If you if you want to be in that status, you have to beat up on on the bad teams. Orlando's a bad team. Uh, I know you're on the road for both. So shut me up about not winning on the road. Win both. Like if you can't if you can't if you can't beat Orlando twice on the road, then you're then you're a fucking cursed team on the road, and and you're probably done for in the playoffs. So. Yeah. I know I'm talking about done for in the playoffs in December. I'm just really <laughs> upset about this road shit. So uh, I'd say I still say two wins. I think they can do it. Yeah, this should help their uh, road record. These two games. Um, so win those games. Wednesday, the day after my birthday, birthday gift for me, the 14th in Toronto versus the Kings. I will say my team will win. And who's that? My team will win. Uh, yeah. Are you are you hiding behind a prediction because you know that you'll probably get it wrong? I, I have a W listed, and my team uh, will win. You have a W. Okay, so the Sacramento Kings are going to win. That's what you think. That's kind of crazy. I, I didn't say that. Um, I said my team I, will win. Oh, oh. oh okay, interesting. Um, I also think that my team <laughs> is going to win this game. My team is pretty evident. So... Uh, I don't know about you these days. You're all over the place. You can be Sacktown repping. Hmm? But uh, it'll be a W for for the Raptors. Uh, yeah, the three they got, you know, they fly back probably on like late Sunday. They're at home Monday, Tuesday, and then play on the Wednesday. It's a decent break. Uh, give me the win there. What kind of reception does Terrence Davis get? Serious question. I know. Oh, that's right. why. I, that's why I didn't answer at first. Um, do fans even still care? I don't think so. Well, I should. They care about what happened, but I don't of think course. they're going to acknowledge him. I right. That's like that's what I mean. Like, do do they do they care enough to like boo him every touch like Goran Drogic? No. No. I don't think so either. I think I think that I think maybe if they did like a player intro for him or something, like if he was in the starting lineup or something, and they did a player intro or whatever, he might get some booze. But that's it. I I just don't really expect anything else. But other than that, I I don't think it's going to be to the level that we've seen for some other notably hated players in Raptors history. Fair. Friday the sixteenth versus Brooklyn. I have this penciled in as a loss. They just look too good. They looked really good. Especially with Kyrie back. Hmm. No, nah, give me a W. Okay. Um, this is this is my this is my win streak. This is it. Am I am I sipping on the juice? Probably. But give me the win here. I'm sick of the shit. I don't I'm I'm sick of losing. Yeah. I'm sick of losing to Brooklyn. I think they I, I just I just don't think they lose three in a row to Brooklyn. Don't think that's possible. Um, give me the win here. They're at home. Makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're a better home team. I understand we lost at home to Brooklyn before, but we also lost on the road to them last time. So give me the win. I think they'll win at home. Sunday the 18th, I should say, against Golden State. I have this as a win. Um, I have this as a loss. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I just, just don't. I don't know. I, I I think I think Golden State they're they are still a well coached team. 
game. Uh, I think that their guard play can really trouble us. So uh, I, I think that, you know, just in terms of how they play, I, I see Golden State taking this one. Monday the 19th at Philly. Harden looks good coming back. I don't know what the status of Maxi will be at that point, but that's enough time. I think he'll be close. Regardless, I have this as a loss. If Maxi plays, I think they lose. See where he's at. See but find that. Um, but if Maxi's out, I think they win. So while you're looking that up, I'll, I'll keep chatting about it. I think that Tyrese Maxi has just historically been a thorn. In the side of the Toronto Raptors ever since he really made his presence known in the playoffs against us. That's you know, Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid, but if there's an if there's an X factor in terms of who can make the biggest difference, I think it's Tyrese Maxey. Again, it's it's coming down to some guard play, which seems to really be causing some problems uh, I could I could see this being a, a tough one if Maxi's in. If not, I think they win. But if, if I had to pick one today, I would assume Maxi is still good, unless you want to tell me otherwise. Um, then I'll chalk it as as a loss. Two weeks ago, he was evaluated with his fracture, and he was set to miss three to four weeks. Two weeks ago, so come the nineteenth, he might be back. So he should, he should probably be back by then. Just about, um, if not returning that night. It's yeah. a Monday night game, so. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we lose. Okay. So I have one, two, three, four out of seven wins. You have, have one, two, three, four, five out of seven. So five and two for you, four and three for me. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Both are not above bad. 500. And I think my hubris has died a little bit, and I'm not going to say a streak through this. And, and, and unlike you, I'm going on one. I'm saying that they're going on a five-game win streak. Okay. I mean, they need it. And yeah. those two games, back-to-backs against, sort of back-to-backs with the day in between, against Orlando, that's going to be clutch for them yes um all jokes aside i do think the king's game is going to be close I, I i do think the raptors will win that game but the kings have been playing very well and i think they're going to give them a run for their money um but given the fact that it's at home it's not at the palace and you know when you when you play against the kings on the road in a toronto raptors uniform hijinks are bound to happen but since you're home you should be all right so i think i think they take the Kings. so those three games and if you're right about the Lakers, those four, I think that's that's a good good way to start this and a good bounce back, get right, you know, sort of paradigm shift for the team. That's the point, you know, and, and hopefully that's that is what happens to this team because then they start running into some tough competition after that. You know, we we've talked about like Brooklyn, Golden State, Philly. Uh, you know, Golden State's in tenth right now, but they're still a very good team. Um, you play New York and they're they're absolute dog shit. But then you go to Cleveland, the Clippers, Memphis, Phoenix, Indiana sprinkled in there. But then you got Milwaukee, um, Knicks, dog shit, Portland, uh, and then it starts to ease up a little bit more. But not really. Over the yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean you got Charlotte, Charlotte, Atlanta's whatever. Knicks again, dog shit. 
uh, Milwaukee, Minnesota, Boston, Knicks, dog shit. Kings, um, oh god. <laughs> Kings, Kings, <laughs> dog shit. But you know, it's th- this is this is going to be a tough month in starting from the 16th of December at that Brooklyn game all the way down till about January 21st when they play Boston. That's kind of like a really tough part of their schedule. Starts to then slowly ease up a little bit. Really drops off after the 30th against Phoenix. You play Utah, Houston, Memphis is whatever. San Antonio, Utah, Denver, Orlando, Pelicans, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, Washington, Washington. So like that part is a lot easier. But they they got it. That's why like they got to win. They got to go on like a little bit of a win streak here. Those five games are really going to bank up. Otherwise, they are in big trouble. This time next month, we should have a good grasp of what this team is. Uh huh. You know, especially you got the Lakers, which could go either way tomorrow. But those, if they cough one of those up against the Magic, and if they cough that game against the Kings, then you got the Nets, Golden State, 76ers. We got problems. We got problems. Um, and I don't know that a trade deadline acquisition is going to fix them. So win the games you have to win, as you would say. Besides asset management and fuck the Knicks. I was going to say, that's the, Knicks. that's the one. And, and fuck the Knicks. <laughs> those, are, those are the two I got to say, baby. Always, always, always. Win I'm the putting games. them on a t-shirt. Win the games you need to win. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, we thank you for listening. We appreciate the fact that you're bearing with us through the uh, slight schedule change. But Connor's big time and he has to fly places and wear suits and tell people what to do and tell people when it's appropriate to drink because he's 6'4". So, um, we sat, <laughs> those are the rules that we established at the beginning of the show. Rules so, are the rules. Um, Connor said it's okay for me to drink at Disney on Ice and god damn it, that's what I'm doing. Um, that being said, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the interaction. If you'd like to support the show, we would greatly appreciate it if you left, left us a review. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. We are there. Please subscribe. Tell your fellow Raptors fans about this show. Tell them that there are two people, one smarter than the other. That'd be you, Connor, smarter than me. No. Talking about the Raptors and uh, and the Kings at some point. So. <laughs> we honestly, at some point, we should we should get someone from like Sacramento Kings Podland just to join in and for like a little segment or something and. You can just stroke off, say like Sacramento, and I'll just sit there, just wax poetically <laughs> about the game. That's it. That's it. Perhaps and this guy's the greatest gonna... team name. Yeah, uh, that's what. You... Yeah, we we are all about the Kings. Yeah, short Kings, tall Kings, big Kings, small Kings, doesn't matter. A King is a King. Something. Um, we appreciate the feedback. Please get in touch with us at South of the Six. That's six spelled the number six and letters I X on Twitter. I am at Adam Corsair. He is at Connor Chambers, and we are done for this episode. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.